Hello and welcome to the Urban Health Podcast, keeping busy city executives and entrepreneurs empowered and healthy. I'm Stephanie Webster. I'm a nutritional therapist based on Harley Street, London, specializing in extreme fat loss. Being an entrepreneur myself, I like to find effective solutions to health problems. And to help you with that mission today, we have the honor of having Dr. Inam Aboud, the founding director and head doctor of Harley Health Center on Queen Anne Street. Anam, thank you for coming on to the show. It's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. First of all, congratulations for being nominated as finalist in the 2018 Lang Busson Excellence in Healthcare Awards. Yeah, that was, uh, that, that was a proud moment. It was really, really nice. Well, you've strived hard to be at the top of your game. Tell us a little bit about your clinic and your journey and how you continue to strive to raise your standards and you strive for excellence. I started the clinic in September 1998, so we've completed 20 years last September, um, and it, it's been really a wonderful journey. I started it all by myself, single-handed, and then we grew to become who we are today. Uh, we are a private clinic. Uh, we offer a holistic uh, GP practice. Uh, we see all ages. Uh, But my own speciality, um, and I put a great emphasis on prevention, disease prevention. And, uh, you know, many years ago when I was a student, um, one professor said, um, he was giving another seminar, a lecture, said, the way we work in the NHS is how, uh, it's exactly like people walking up a very high cliff. And they fall. And he said, we station ambulances down in the valley, we make mend broken heads and broken bones. But if we've ever erected a fence, then no one will fall. And that is actually been the basis of my work. Because for you as a nutritionist, you know, 80% of diseases can be prevented if people know what they eat and how to exercise. Uh, and it's, it's really, it's amazing and it is life-changing for many people, for many patients, when they simply know what to do, they take control uh, with a professional help, and it's not always medicines are the key to better health. No, I, I believe in a healthy uh, lifestyle choices can can really benefit uh, and treat conditions. I have ulcerative colitis myself, and a lot of clients come to yeah. see me because they want to come off medication and purely manage their condition with proper diet, nutrition, stress management, which is how I manage my condition and I'm symptom-free. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a great believer in that. Yeah. Look, I did, um, I did a PhD degree at St. Thomas's Hospital in genetics. And again, the findings were diseases can be prevented. 80% of diseases can be prevented. And it not always on taking pharmaceutical medications. So I totally agree with your approach. But a lot of it is to do with diagnosis. And something that I love about what you do is you are able to send GPs to clients' homes for if they don't have time to come into clinic then yes. you can send GPs to their homes in order to diagnose uh, the patients uh, in the comfort of their own home, which is probably better for discretion and also better from a time perspective. And and therefore, you can diagnose the problem before it, it gets too late or it gets too complex, to, and you nip that in the bud, and that's what I like about your prevention theories. 
Thank you, absolutely, because we have home visit um, senior GPs. They can go, and our service is 24 hours a day, so they, they can go to the uh, patient's home. They do proper checkup, uh, and as you correctly said, uh, reach a diagnosis, the appropriate diagnosis, so that they can get the right management. Because delay sometimes, even if it's a few hour delay, um, it can complicate matters. What it starts as a very simple virus infection, for example, can become worse uh, if, it's not, if intervention doesn't happen very early. And, you know, totally understand the uh, people who are busy, entrepreneurs, the professional people who cannot at all take time off to go and wait for a GP appointment. Although in my clinic, we are a walk-in clinic as well. So patients can actually walk in the door they don't need to have an appointment or they can make their own appointment online so they book their own appointment uh whatever diary but the whole visit i think it's, it's a very important service as well absolutely and you also offer uh which i know is of interest to some of my clients std checks at home that you can do blood tests and swabs and and in the discretion of their homes is that and you also yes. offer other services tell us about the different services that you offer well, we do a, a, a fully comprehensive GP service, uh, that including any conditions, any um, investigations that needed to be done, and also referring patients to the appropriate specialist if we need to do that. The uh, um, tests include general uh, full blood profiles, like checking patients, people for anemia, checking their kidneys, their liver, the cholesterol, the prostate, uh, the markers for uh, uh, ovarian cancers, for example, we do smear tests and we do full sexually transmitted health screen. Uh, so this is all we do in-house, meaning we take the samples, we take the blood and then we use one of the top labs to process these. The lab will come and pick up the uh, uh, samples from us. Yes, and you also offer medicals um, and visa medicals. So our yes. clients who are traveling to China, South Africa, Bahrain, the Cayman Islands, Indonesia, all of these visa medicals you're, you're able to provide for, which is really nifty. If you're short on time and you're panicking, it can cause a lot of anxiety and stress if you, you know you're traveling in a couple of weeks and you, you need to get to that doctor to get that medical. And you, you offer that in home which is or in their office even, which is great. Yeah, I mean, we, we offer that and that is very easy. And usually it's in a clinic is better because uh, sometimes they need to have an ECG, that's electrocardiogram to check the heart. That China, uh, the China visa require that. Uh, and some visas like going to Saudi Arabia or various uh, people are going there to visit or to work, uh, especially, you know, that there are lots of emerging markets for entrepreneurs. They would need uh, uh, chest x-rays as well. But we have all this. I mean, the chest x-ray is really just uh, two minutes walk from us. So we have our colleagues all on hand, and it is um, in the shortest possible time. And our results are usually ready um, in no longer than 24 hours where then the report is ready for the client or the patient to take. We're also on top of that, we do um, one man, one woman, one child uh, checkup, which is a fully comprehensive preventative uh, appointment to go through health risks, uh, family, genetic risks, uh, nutrition. I mean, not like we don't have nutritionists, but we advise on uh, healthy eating and anyone who needs a referral for nutritionist, um, which uh, is really sometimes it's the difference between 
healthy lifestyle and unhealthy lifestyle than we do offer. Yeah, and I, I see a lot of patients, um, I specialize in fat loss, I have a 12-month program where I have daily accountability nutrition coaching for those who need yeah. to lose a significant amount of weight across a year, typically Excellent. someone from 150 kilos to 75 kilos in one year. But That's amazing. It is amazing. However, if some of them are exhibiting qualities that are I would class as a DSM-5 eating disorder, I do refer them right. to therapist because that's out with my medical remit so I noticed that you yeah. have eating disorder specialists who deal with bulimia anorexia and and uh, binge eating disorder and this yeah. is very valuable because if a client is overweight due to a medical uh, condition like that a psychological condition how do you support someone who's going through that process Eating disorders are much more common than we actually think in the medical profession. Because you see from your own field, you have people who are well-educated, intelligent people, but they eat the wrong food. Not because they don't know what to eat, because simply they have a psychological condition that takes control, and then they cannot fight it. And those people need... Of course, they need your help and advice, but they need a proper therapy to get to the bottom of why are they doing this? Is it just simply a bad habit? Are they self-punishing? Is it becoming an addiction? And I think that support, psychological support, is vital. I mean, we have a very senior um, consultant psychotherapist in-house, and he deals with a general issues from depression to anxiety to phobias to various relationship issues. Uh, panic attacks, uh, presentation issues, like some people who are presenting, uh, giving talks, uh, they, they have uh, problems, but also uh, weight issues, eating problems as well. Mm -hmm. And when someone's very overweight, it, it's typically due to a trauma, which I do explore in my clinic, but um, yes. it, a trauma and they start to hate themselves, they have low self-esteem and they have depression. Yes. And you have in your clinic... Um, therapists who deal with depression and bereavement and the sadness and That's the right. emotional eating that causes from that. So working yes. working Absolutely. together and getting as much support as we can for these clients who need yes. who need to overcome their challenges and then they become the best version of themselves. So I love how comprehensive your offering is. No, absolutely, because, uh, you know, I think to to help those people find the triggers, the triggers that make them go and overeat and replace those triggers with something healthier. Mm -hmm. that, that is really is the key. You see, uh, the way I, I see, the way I practice, is that human beings, we're never a black and white. We're not a symptom. We are a whole individual. Yeah. Uh, we are emotions, we are spirits, and we are our physical uh, selves. And we cannot really uh, focus on just the physical and the pathological and ignoring the psychological issues. We have to be a complete package to win. Absolutely. Yeah, and also sometimes the weight has been caused due to an underlying hormone condition or a thyroid issue, which hasn't of as course. yet been diagnosed. And and yes. you offer that 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 test. So tell us a little bit about thyroid tests and how that works and the effects of hormones on on weight management. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, there are 
um, the tests we do, which I mean, the lab do different sorts of tests, but over you know over the years, I formulated our own program. Like it's a program called uh, and a profile called Doctor Abusive Profile, and every patient we do and check the thyroid is included, uh, especially patients who have weight issues or people who are low mood or depressed, because having an underactive thyroid could be simply the reason. And people do not know that um, they have it because it really presents as tiredness, uh, low mood, uh, weight gain, or inability to lose the weight with, with the best of effort, uh, constipation, dry skin, feeling cold, yet everybody else is feeling warm, uh, feeling withdrawn. So all of these, you see, it's a muddle between pathological and psychological symptoms. It could simply be the thyroid. Mm -hmm. And it is a very simple blood test, uh, and we usually get it the next day uh, just to see yes and no. And if it is, then we give them the right support, whether it is pharmaceutical medications or whatever else they need just to really make them better so that they can lead a very healthy and happy life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is reversible through diet and nutrition. And I get a lot of referrals from private doctors who have yeah. um, clients who are diagnosed as pre-diabetic. And this causes a, uh-huh. a, a motivation to start losing weight and to look at the nutrition better. But diabetes is something that can be prevented through diet and nutrition. And you have support, yeah. you have support services for, for di- diabetes. And you also yeah. have support services to, to, um, to diagnose uh, which stage, yeah. and they're, they're a bit more thorough than what you would get normally in the NHS. So tell us a little bit about that. I totally agree with you, and it, it is a breath of fresh air when I hear someone says, "Yes, diabetes can be prevented, and it is actually reversible." Uh, when someone is diagnosed with diabetes, it is definitely reversible. It's a reversible condition. But that means that we can make it go away as long as the individual, the patient, continues to follow their program. Um, diabetes, as, as you know, there are two types. Type 1, and most of the time, so people are born with that or happens in childhood. And this is lack of insulin. There is a problem with the pancreas, and it's a production of insulin. And there is type 2. You know, in the old days, we used to call it mature onset diabetes, but not anymore because there are now children aged six and seven have been reported having type 2 diabetes. And it is diet, weight, and lack of exercise. Absolutely. So uh, when we check uh, any patient, and they, they present as usually as being tired, tired. Uh, and when you see someone who's tired, who have a weight issue, uh, overweight issue, then two things to bring into mind. And of course, we ask about the family history. If there is a family history of diabetes, then two things to bring in mind, diabetes or thyroid, got to check these. So we usually do the blood test, which is to check their blood glucose level and the diabetes measure, which is called the glycosylated uh, hemoglobin, HbA1c, which give us an indication if they're diabetes, if they're no diabetes. That's a simple measure, really, that we could do that, in addition to checking the urine test for any presence of glucose. Mm-hmm. And I, I also noticed that 
the the difference i know you have a lot of clients from saudi arabia i was born there myself i'm half english okay. half maltese and um, and i i do attract uh, clients from saudi actually because they they feel an affection for for what i do and i think they want to support me but um something that i've studied on that that's of particular interest is how obesity has increased it, there when the, the in in that um in that nationality yeah. because yeah. They've, in, they've introduced themselves to processed food in a Western diet and yeah. there's a stark increase in obesity and a lack of activity and my heart goes out to this. I, I really want to help them get better habits again and I know you do work with, with, with uh, yeah. Arabic clients. So tell us how they differ in their attitudes to health and fitness. Well, uh, this is uh, this is a very important subject to me because um, unfortunately the Gulf states in general, Saudi Arabia is one of them, but also if you look at Kuwait and Qatar and Bahrain, uh, unfortunately the obesity is increasing and now it's hitting the younger generation. Um, and that is the core reason for diabetes. You see, over there, most of the people there are affluent. Uh, they cook at home, but children send the driver to go to McDonald's or whatever else to go and get uh, fast food. Um, and there's uh, computers and iPads and computer games. So there isn't much emphasis on physical activity. And then what is also a very important factor is the national address. Like men wear dishwasher which is the white, mm -hmm. uh, you know, long, uh, like it's a mad dress uh, that they wear it. It doesn't get tight, you see. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is wearing trousers with a belt, they know, oh, if something is going on, uh, this <laughs> is getting tight. Seriously, that doesn't get wow. tight. Wow, I never thought of it like that before. Really, that doesn't get tight. Mm -hmm. And they do not know that they are actually gaining weight until diabetes happens or uh, they start feeling very tired or start showing symptoms of diabetes, like going to the bathroom a lot uh, to pass urine and feeling very thirsty. Uh, but it, it's a place, uh, I, I really sincerely believe that it really does play a part in them not knowing that they are gaining weight. And it is really a big problem. But you know, what concerns me the most now is the easy fixes, as they think. So they, they are now going yeah. towards bariatric surgery. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I saw a young man today from one of the Gulf states, mm -hmm. not from Saudi, and, you know, he's a 21, and he had a gastric bypass surgery. He was 120 kilograms. Today he's 59, mm -hmm. but he really looked unwell, very unwell. Memory is no He cannot remember things. He is tired, tingling hands and feet. I'm sure it is the lack of copper, and I'm sure he suffers lots of nutritional deficiencies. And it's more and more I am seeing is that they are going towards bariatric surgery. And I honestly believe a campaign should happen to uh, make them aware, somebody like yourself who can actually help people to lose weight as much as bariatric surgery would do, but in a very healthy, natural way that they are not going to gain that again. And they, they don't have to suffer the way they do after bariatric surgery. Well, actually, bariatric surgery does work for a lot of people, but it also doesn't work. And I... Oh, absolutely. I, I, my, 
I have ulcerative colitis, so I did have nutritional and malabsorption deficiencies. So that made me overeat because I wanted to get more nutrition in. Um, I I have bereavement issues. When my mother passed away, I started eating foods that reminded me of her. And and they were not the the healthiest foods going. So I had to deal with that. And then I gained all this weight and I got up to 88 kilos. And I went for bariatric surgery and I actually put on more. I was one of the small percentage of people that put on more with a gastric band. So... I, I then finally I, I I accepted ownership. I almost feel embarrassed about this story, but I know it inspires people, so that's why I share it. But yeah. um, I, eventually, I thought, do you know what? I'm really gonna really try and really commit because I had tried healthy um, healthy uh, nutrition before, but I never stuck sure. to it vigilantly because I had all these other emotional issues underlying. Yeah, and like Saudi in Malta, we have a culture where food means love food means connection food means family and so there's a multitude of reasons to to eat and 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 a multitude of reasons not to exercise because you just sit and you sit and you have hummus and chapati and and falafel and and food is pleasure so when I did my nutritional qualification I was in a room full of athletes who believed food was fuel and they were asking questions like, if I add 50 grams to my training, will I improve my sprinting by two seconds? Yeah. They're asking performance questions and I'm saying, what do you fancy of a bit of chocolate? What are you going to do then? So my program really helps people from Saudi divorce their relationship with food and remarry and recommit to a completely new way of seeing yourself like an athlete and actually lifting the weights, cutting out those carbs, in excess and earning those carbohydrates not just sitting there and eating hummus like it's like it's free you know you're damaging yourself and what I like actually if I may I actually really enjoy and this is quite a personal insight that I'm sharing and I'm going to be bold and go for it when I'm dealing with someone who has a religious overtone to their life whether they practice it or not they understand what I mean when I say your body is a divine machine and you must treat it with respect and when I Chocolate. say that to someone from Saudi, they really take on board what I'm saying, um, as opposed to different cultures that have a binge drinking uh, overtone to their to their lives. And and Absolutely. I I find it harder to connect with someone who has never had that that spiritual structure because I believe we we're all spiritual beings and our body is a beautiful machine and we should respect it. And and that's well, why I love working with people from temple, Saudi. Isn't it? Your body is your temple. Is it it? So that is, that's really what it is. Because, look, we, I really believe we are, most of us, are being created a very meticulous and perfect working order. But unfortunately, um, abusing uh, our system by bad food, by lack of exercise, can actually play havoc and also the stress and the life we live in. Uh, look, I took part in uh, ITV program, which is going to be aired uh, on the 27th of uh, this month. Amazing. Uh, at 9 p.m. And it's a 90-minute program. And what they did in this program, they brought in uh, some well-known people, celebrities, and uh, one of them is an athlete, uh, Olympian, actually, a veteran Olympian. And the program was to make them eat only junk food for three weeks. Oh, no. And they had uh, checks on them, cameras or whatever, to make sure that they eat junk food only, like 5,000 calories a day. Wow. Uh, uh, uh-huh. 
and nothing else really. They could continue to do their exercise, but that was the requirement. And the people who took part in that, I tell you, the, the difference that happened to them was incredible. I mean, the, the uh, veteran Olympian I had to pull out of the program after two weeks because the blood pressure shot from 120 over 70 pre-experiment to 190 over 120 in two weeks. That's incredible. That, that was, it, was, it was a risk of stroke. And the cholesterol increased and, you know, cortisol levels uh, shot up, uh, inflammatory factors became apparent. And that's just simply eating junk food for three weeks. And there are people who, this is all they eat and they don't know better because the the body that they live in are really having microscopic damage, feeling tired, uh, not refreshed, um, and they just don't know. So that's going back to you, what you've said regarding your body. It really is our body, it's our temple. We should really worship it and honestly should look after it, should uh, appreciate it. And health is absolutely priceless. And uh, on your website, harleyhealthcenter.com, you have a blog and on there you discuss a topic that um, I have a lot of male clients and they men tend to not ask for help like women often do. And I see you have a blog here. I'm experiencing problems having an erection. Should I take tablets? Now, when somebody is very overweight, that can have an effect on on that. So um, what is your what is your uh, view what are your views on that well men yes definitely they um they don't they think that it's it's okay uh it doesn't hurt too much i can still walk so that is absolutely fine and especially when it comes to uh intimate relationships sexual relationships uh if they have erectile dysfunction they usually don't talk about it they feel perhaps embarrassed their pride is vented they don't talk about it and especially men who perhaps over age 45 50 you know in my opinion men can go through the menopause as well like because they don't have periods and periods do not stop it doesn't mean that the hormones do not change and sometimes you know testosterone hormone can drop uh, in older men, but also can happen in younger men who are overweight. Mm-hmm. So testosterone can drop, and that can add to lower muscle mass, to erectile dysfunction, to feeling tired, to growing breasts, organic mastia. All of that can happen. Um, and, you know, when I do, for example, a well-man uh, checkup, a medical, I always ask the question directly, how is your sexual function? So encourage them to talk. And they say, yeah, it's good. Oh, no, it's not been very good now. Um, and then, you know, find out, is it psychological? Is the testosterone low? Is something else is going on? Is, are they diabetic because diabetes can cause erectile dysfunction? Is the thyroid is low because it also kind of presents as that, as erectile dysfunction? And it is very important, you know, to encourage them to talk about it because management is there once we know what the reason is. But the other thing is that there is a lot of media coverage and emphasis on, for example, breast cancer, cervical cancer, uh, mammograms, uh, women are called to do mammograms and for smears, but really we don't have an equal emphasis on men's medical issues. 
you know, men are not really being called to have their prostate checked or check them uh, regularly for their testosterone or check them if they have uh, menopausal symptoms. That is really lacking. And I think there is more emphasis in the media or what your own work with your clients to say it is okay to feel that and it is okay to talk about it because management is there. Absolutely. And, and I think I think society has a lot to play. Our reaction to society and this expectation that men need to look like a men's health model, they need to be in Forbes and earn that sort of money in order to be loved. Sure. And, you know, there's lots of interesting internet websites where people get entertainment for their for their evening activities. And they, they think they need to perform like that in the bedroom. And yeah. I, I'm being I'm being blunt because I'm being real and somebody needs to say it. So sure. uh, and it's not the case. You are lovable as you are. If you have an issue, you don't need to suffer in silence. There's no shame. Yeah. There's no fear. There's no judgment. Find a safe place. And what I love about how you come across, doctor, is you're very uh, open and amenable. So people feel safe sharing certain insights with you. And, you know, we, we need to serve our clients better and make sure they, they aren't suffering like this and they, they can be the best Absolutely. version of themselves. And particularly Absolutely. if somebody comes from a background of uh, a religious background, they can have this shame thing a bit more than, than yeah. So that that's the, that's one thing that's a negative of having such a religious dogma burdening you with shame and guilt and judgment. It can make you more hard on yourself when you need more empathy and compassion. Exactly, definitely, and I think it's a, it's a it's a very normal uh, human function and need um, is really to have a healthy sexual relationship. Yes, absolutely. In the same way we should have a normal and healthy digestive system, you see. So I see it in the, exactly in the, at the same level, it's at the same power. And when uh, human beings are healthy in this issue, in this department, uh, then that makes them happier, they feel more complete. And that also, uh, they can continue to live with their partner very healthily and happily. Well, uh, communications are very important. I'm very happy with how holistic your, your practice is. And thank you very much for coming on to the show. I've, I could talk to you all night, but I'm, I'm conscious of... of uh, I'm actually enjoying our talk very much, <laughs> I must tell you. Because, you know, I'm talking to a professional lady who thinks just like I do, which is really uh, it's amazing. I mean, I could talk to you for hours. I, I think that is really wonderful. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy talking to you. It's mutual respect. It's mutual respect. But um, we have to leave it there for today. But Thank you so much for coming on to the show. How, how can we contact you and book an appointment with you? Well, we have telephone. Um, we have pe- patients can book their own appointment because we, they can go online and they have all the diaries in the front of them so they can match it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is, it's all on the website. Also, we can be contacted by email and our website is www.harleyhealthcenter.com. And it is very easy to use online booking facility. Uh, they can email us at info at harleyhealthcenter.com and the team will get in touch with them and they'll do whatever it is they like to do. But also they can engage with us, social media, including LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Our handle is at Harley Health. Thank you so much for providing such a safe, caring and understanding, non-judgmental space for your clients. I think you're doing good work. So thank you very much for coming on to the show.
Thank you very much indeed for inviting me. You keep up your good work. I'm very proud of you as well. <laughs> Gosh. Um, thank you. Thank you for coming on to the Urban Health Podcast and keeping entrepreneurs healthy and powerful.